Hey everybody, Will Houck here with the Roots Rednecks and Radicals Radio Show and Podcast. And thanks for checking out this episode. Before we get to it, I just want to real quickly remind you to give me a follow on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook if you haven't already. Also, like and subscribe uh, to the show where you're listening to this. Leave a comment and uh, a rating as well if you can do that. And uh, also, if you could just tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing. So thank you. Now, to this week's episode, there is a new technology out there that is causing all kinds of buzz on the Internet. It's called ChatGPT, and it's uh, it's it's basically a website you can go to and you can say, hey, uh, write me a 5,000-word essay on the Civil War, and it'll just... Bam, shoot it out for you. It's 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 pretty interesting stuff. But what's happened over the last month or so is there's been this huge discussion online on uh, social media, Twitter, you know, all the main uh, social media accounts and um, in, in, in the world of journalism as well about this new technology, how incredible it is. And uh, it impacts the world of music in a lot of ways. And so I thought I'd do an episode on uh, on this this new technology, what it is and how I think it's going to impact music. So I hope you enjoy it. If you have have any thoughts uh, feel free to reach out to me on social media or on um, email willhawk at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you and i hope you enjoy this episode here you go i'm not sure if you've heard of chat gpt but it is all the rage uh, on the internet if you just do a search uh, in, in any engine, um, chat GPT, you're going to, you're going to get some results. It's been on podcasts. It's been on the news. It's been on the radio. It's been on online articles, uh, people, you know, doing their normal internet arguing about stuff in the comment section, all that kind of stuff. Um, is this technology going to change the world forever? Is it the new AI revolution? What's going on with chat GPT, all this stuff. And, um, I first came across it in a, uh, TikTok video that a friend sent me and, um, the, the kind of premise of the, the video video that, that he sent me was that um, that this is the end of um, essays at college uh, because there's this this new technology that can write an essay for you in a matter of minutes and uh, the truth of the matter is that it it, it can um, it's this really um, interesting um, uh, type of technology that um, you, you can type in a prompt um, to it and um, it'll write you poetry it'll write you an essay it'll write you a book it'll write you a, a song um, it'll write you pretty much whatever you want you can even do things like have it um, uh, write a country song in the voice of or in the style of uh, Shakespeare um, type of a thing. You can mix things up and, and have it do that, and it'll it'll spit some stuff out out your way. Um, sometimes it's it's unbelievably accurate. And sometimes it's unbelievably um, completely off base. Um, the technology, it's, it's really kind of interesting. We'll get more into this um, as I talk about this more. But it is a pretty interesting um, uh, new, new type of technology. Now, a um, couple things about this. One, um, you hear the word AI uh, connected to this quite a bit. So artificial intelligence. And I have to say just off the get-go that that... Um, kind of bugs me because there's there's um there's like specific ai and then there's general ai and we haven't really come up with with clear definitions and how people are going to use these terms and what happens is these silicon valley guys um end up uh defining the terms but they're not really being scientifically accurate about it. They're being, they're, they're trying to sell a product basically. So, um, so specific, um, AI, um, artificial intelligence, like a, a type of our intelligence that we've off put onto, um, a technological device would be like a calculator. Like it, it does a very specific thing that, that humans used to do. And uh, that's like an example of that, but, but general AI where, where it's a, it's a kind of a being on its own, um, doesn't really exist that we haven't got there yet. We're just, we're just not quite there. 
And um, so it kind of bugs me when you use this term AI because it's, it's not really a, a, an accurate use of the term. But I do have to say, ChatGPT is super interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge step forward. I think it can do some really incredible stuff. And uh, I, I think a lot of people are going to find some interesting things and interesting ways to use it. Also, people are going to find ways to cheat systems uh, with this as well, uh, but that's a whole other thing. So, my main interest in this is uh, is music. So, I want, you might be thinking, well, why are we talking about this? Um, you know, on on a radio show, on uh, talking about you know Americana and folk music and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm interested in in how ChatGPT will affect um, music and the music industry because it's pretty important to me as a, a radio show host and as a huge fan, huge nerd of music. Um, I, I think it's really important. To that, uh, that that the people who are creating music, writing songs, creating poetry, stuff like that, are um, are, are not affected by this, and and um, so I think it's it's, it's definitely worth conversation uh, in in this world. Um, but I also think that there's just like a lot of hype around this thing that's completely unwarranted um, and 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 kind of ironic, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I think that the the discussion around ChatGPT has been heavily influenced by the. I don't know if this is a word or not, but I call it the algorithmic nature of the internet. Um, everything is driven by algorithms and trying to, to feed people and push people into um, certain areas um, to optimize results and stuff like that. And it's really problematic in, in a number of different ways. Um, if you do a search of ChatGPT, almost every article you find is, is going to be some version of this is the end of the world. And um, what I hate about that is that it's just so lazy. It's all about um, um, uh, buzz. It's all about clickbait. And it's all about driving people um, and, and driving traffic um, to, 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 to get people clicks on things. And it's just kind of the same old, tired, lazy stuff. And, 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 and people aren't really... Um, I'm putting much thought into it, and that's that's kind of frustrating to me uh, because it is something we need to talk about. This is a really uh, important type of technology. It's a, it's a big leap forward, and, and we should be um, uh, discussing that. Um, side note. I think it's interesting how uh, I think there's a lot of problems in in the Amish community, um, but and I've never been Amish, you know, and whatnot, but I've done some, done some reading on it. But um, what I do think is kind of interesting about the Amish is that they will um, have a discussion as a community about technology and whether it's going to be beneficial to the community. And if it is, then they'll adopt it. And if it's not, then they'll reject it. And uh, just that principle, apart from you know, any of the, the other stuff that goes on in, in uh, the, the Amish world. Um, just that principle, I think, is pretty fascinating. And, and we don't do that ever. That we, you know, cell phones come along. The Internet comes along. Um, you know, the computers come along. Anything, any new te- technology, we adopt it wholesale without even really thinking about it. And I think it would do all of us a lot of good to actually relax, take a step back, have a discussion, um, let different people with different ideas bring forth some 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 information and and have an actual real discussion about that uh, so that's what i'm trying to do here i think it's i think it's good to, to to chat about this kind of stuff and um and and discuss what are some beneficial ways we can do this and what are some ways that we should um kind of avoid what's going on here um uh another thing that um that, that kind of got me onto this topic on top of just seeing it all over the internet and uh, being shared on social media and whatnot I also on YouTube, um, there's a YouTuber I follow, um, named Rick Beato and, uh, honestly have a lot of mixed feelings on Rick Beato. He's an incredible, um, uh, musician and a really, um, a really like insightful guy, um, great at, um, analyzing and whatnot. Uh, but sometimes his, his, uh, his position on things is just very, 
uh, very like old, um, and I don't know how else to say it, very boomer-esque um, in, in, in general. Um, and his critique of ChatGPT uh, fit into that. And, and I was kind of frustrated when I was watching this video because I like um, hearing from smart people who I, who I appreciate and uh, hearing their perspective. And I was just honestly just kind of disappointed in this. Um, I still think he creates a lot of great stuff, and, and you should check him out. He's, he's an interesting guy. Uh, Rick Beato on, on YouTube, just you know, search that up, and, and all kinds of cool stuff um, uh, comes up. But in this case, he was comparing ChatGPT to autotune and making the case that um, autotune over the last 20 years has ruined music. Now, in 1998, Cher um, came out with that song, the um, Do You Believe in Life After Love? And you've heard it a billion times, that techno-y um, uh, song with the, with the uh, autotune that was very um, distinct. And, um, and, and in a lot of people's mind, um, that led us down this road of what they would say, ruining music. It killed rock and roll, and, and, um, and, and now every single song has auto-tune on it, and blah, 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 and just a lot of like tired old stuff. And the thing is, I, I don't buy into that. Um, auto-tune is a tool, and auto-tune has been used to make some stuff that sounds like trash, and it's also been used to make some stuff that sounds absolutely fascinating and really interesting creative unique artists will do fascinating stuff with technology 100% of the time and um, uh, one of the things that, uh, that that came up on another show uh, was uh, Paul McCartney was being being asked about um, uh, autotune and um, and he said that um, that if, if John Lennon were still alive he would have been all over autotune which is totally true because he was one of the super creative types in the Beatles, who was really um, pushing them to try new technologies and try tape loops and to try synthesizers and to try, you know, all the stuff that the Beatles became uh, known for. And I think sometimes people forget that, you know, you, you forget how experimental the Beatles were, especially in the late stages of the game. People also forget that the Beatles were kind of a boy band uh, in the early 60s, you know? I mean, you can't really compare them to, to NSYNC necessarily, but like, they kind of were, you know, I mean, the girls screaming and they're playing really poppy generic tunes. Like I like that Beatles stuff, but also like, let's be honest with ourselves about things. People seem to misremember things a little bit sometimes. So, um, that's a little weird. Um, so just, uh, uh the reason I bring up Beato is cause I was just kind of disappointed, um, in, in his, in his take. And here's the thing about technology and music. Um, people have said that, that w- what he's saying about chat GPT and autotune about almost every single piece of technology that's come along. Um, people say that about the synthesizer, drum machine, drum machines, um, the MPC, which is a, uh, a, a sampler, a sampler sequencer, um, the computer, you know, digital audio workstations, every single piece of technology, it comes along. People are like, this is the end of the world. We're never going to be the same. And, and, and that's their whole perspective on it. And I just, I don't, I don't buy that argument. I think what happens is it changes things for sure. And some people use that technology to make very generic music that you know a lot of people think is is doesn't have a lot of value to it i don't i'm trying to avoid the word sucks but you know it kind of sucks um (laughs) some of that generic stuff but you know on the other hand people are out there making interesting weird stuff with it too and i think that's that's great i want to play you a little track from a song of um of a song that's basically all auto-tune now if you're familiar with the artist named uh, bon iver bon iver um, he put out an EP a while ago. It's probably over 10 years ago now um, at, called The Woods or I forget what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's 
I forget the name of that EP, but the, the song that I'm going to play you is, is a song called um, Woods. And um, what it is, is is Bonnie Bear's uh, voice, and he's singing um, the line, um, I'm up in the woods, I'm down on my mind, I'm building a still to slow down the time. And he, he repeats that phrase over and over and over again. And as the song goes on, there are um, uh, different layers of his voice singing different harmonies. And then as more harmonies come in, um, more and more auto-tuned harmonies start to come in to the point where it just becomes this and it builds kind of to a crescendo and it is astounding the weird things that are happening uh, in this song so i'm going to play a little bit of it because i think it's important to to remember that that um uh, independent artists rock artists singer songwriters americana roots artists all these people um it's okay for them to mess around with technology in fact i think it's very good for them to mess around with technology they're they're gonna go into a studio they're gonna be creative with it they're gonna mess around with it and they're gonna come up with something really cool and interesting and um and we should you know we should be fine with that. Um, so I want to play just a little bit of this song. This is Woods uh, by Boney Bear, and I'll catch you, catch you back here in just a couple of minutes. taste of that song not the whole thing but um yeah you can see and you, you can hear all the different layers of um, his own voice that he's building into that and i think it sounds haunting i think it sounds beautiful i think it sounds strange and um the very first time i heard that song and, and shout out to my friend john sadari for turning me on to um that song in that ep um but uh the very first time i heard it i fell in love with that and um it was just so cool. And up to that point, I was kind of one of those guys that's like, eh, auto-tune's bad. And blah. And I heard that, and I was like, eh, I should probably rethink that, because that's cool. And it sounds super weird. It's not appealing to everybody. It's it's really artistic and strange. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's pretty cool and, and very creative. So shout out to Bonnie Bear for that one. Uh, I love that song. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, another show as, as well. So there's a show on Apple TV called The Sound, and it's with um, uh, Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson um, is, is a producer who produced Amy Winehouse. He produced Uptown Funk, um, and um, he's, he's done a, a lot of like pop music. But he does, uh, in my mind, pretty interesting um, uh, pop music. And, and there's every episode is is super cool. It's called The Sound. 
definitely check it out. But the first episode is on AutoTune, and uh, I went back and, and and watched it after I was you know thinking about all this kind of stuff. And um, it's cool because they give you like a history of the plugin. It was developed by this guy who was um, um, developing sonar uh, for oil deposits in the ocean, and um, you know sonar is using sound to kind of map things out. And so um, he, he he developed what became AutoTune um, to, to to kind of tweak the the data coming back from the sonar and help um, uh, map out things and um it was basically uh, at, at a party somebody said um you, you can never use that technology to um uh, to map the human uh, voice or the human throat and he, he took it as a challenge and went and did it and that became the the application called autotune um so the uh, the the way that share used it and then ti as well ti kind of became synonymous with autotune and um and, and that whole thing um he, he never really planned uh, people would use that um, to to it, it's almost like a misapplication of the way it's supposed to work um, because you weren't supposed to be able to hear it you're supposed to it was supposed to fix your 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 the, the tuning of your vocal but you weren't supposed to hear the the machine in the background so to speak right um, but but he allowed it to, for you to to set it to go to to the parameters all the way to zero um, which does that that share effect or that ti effect and um, he never planned on people actually using it but guess what creative people do creative things and boom there you go so like this whole sort of subgenre of uh, of pop music r&b and whatnot um was uh, was created by that so i think that's um that's pretty fascinating stuff but definitely um check out that episode because they they, they talk about um legitimate uses of autotune and how you can do really interesting and cool stuff with it and i think uh, mark ronson's a pretty interesting guy with some some great insight into the world of music and um and and, and how it's created and how people use um, different things that's the it's where he's interviewing Paul McCartney that's where um, the the John Lennon thing comes up so um, so there's that the other thing about this discussion is that um, when you you do a search um, every single headline it reads exactly the same Uh, they're so similar Um, and the irony of that to me is is hilarious because the way chat GPT works is it's not it doesn't think on its own. It's not a human. It, it doesn't have a brain. If you asked it, hey, who's your best friend? It wouldn't know how to answer that question because it has no friends. It's not It's not a, a person, right? It's, it's this program. Uh, but what it does is it, it aggregates kind of similar to Google um, uh, information from everything that's on the Internet. So anything that's out there already, uh, you type in y- your question and it, it, it pulls from all of those resources. And that's how it's able to do things in different styles because it knows kind of the, the language of Shakespeare. And you can mix that with the country song and you come up with this you know, kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's not creating anything. It's aggregating stuff. It's, it's bringing stuff together from different parts of the Internet. And, and, and it's only reproducing stuff that's already been done. And what's fascinating to me is that like every single article you read is almost the same exact take on it. It's just the same people saying the same exact thing and it's just kind of rote and you're like, well, you could just ask ChatGPT to write an article about itself. Now, in this next set, I want to do a little thing of articles, but you, that's all you guys are doing anyway. So like, what's even the point? What are you doing? You know, like what? Like, I thought the whole point of being a journalist was to come up with unique ideas and, and, and perspective and have discussions and stuff, but apparently not. And that's, that's again, that's kind of the problem of this whole kind of algorithm um, aspect of uh, the way the internet functions. And it doesn't have to function that way. It just does function because that's the best capitalistic way for it to function to produce the most money and all that kind of stuff you know but like it doesn't have to be that way you know, we, we, we things could be reprogrammed um and whatnot 
So anyway, there's that aspect of it. Um, uh, I was reading uh, one of my uh, uh, favorite um, uh, authors from uh, No Depression is a guy named uh, The Real Easy Ed, and uh, I follow him on Facebook. I don't think he's on Instagram. I think he's just on Facebook, but he he posts a lot of cool stuff. He's an interesting guy with a lot of re- really um, um, kind of provocative posts and whatnot. And he was talking about the new Margot Price album, which I think is great. And and he didn't it didn't it didn't stand out to him as all that great. And so he posted a thing. Um, about um, about the Margot Price album. He was just like, hey, am I missing something here? And um, people, you know, had a whole discussion. And long story short, it, it, he doesn't love the album. And that's totally fine. You know, not everybody loves everything. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, nonetheless, the reason he posted that in the, in the conversation was that he said that there was this whole echo chamber effect happening where every single article he read about the new Margot Price album was that it was this world-changing album, that it's a genre-defining album, and, and, you know, all this, like, really big hyper and he was like i listened to it and it didn't sound like that to me so i was just a little bit confused but it just kind of goes back to that same thing that that once you know a couple people put an idea out there it just seems like everybody just globs onto it you know and it just kind of feels like high school again like everyone's just following the crowd and just just go to the the thing and and that's what everybody thinks about it um and that did, that always bugs me. So, um, so yeah. So uh, uh, I, I think he, he really easy. Ed has um, some great perspective on stuff. Follow him on social media if you're not following him already. He's 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 a great guy, um, and uh, always has some uh, some fun provocative posts to read and think about. And uh, and he's a pretty creative guy as well. And um, that also um, reminds me of how I think a lot of people oftentimes kind of misremember the past and uh, we talk about you know people will talk about how bad music is and how music was so great back in the day and all this kind of stuff and um i i don't know if you've ever done this before but but um sometime search up what were the number one hits of the year that you were born um and i'm almost certain that you'll be surprised because the music that we associate with the past isn't necessarily what was actually number one that year. Um, like when I think I was born in 1978, and so when I think of uh, uh, 78, the first stuff that comes to mind to me is is, is rock stuff because I'm kind of a rock guy. Um, there's um, early early punk stuff that's starting to come out. Um, there's some uh, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, you know kind of like arena rock and time, kind of it's before the glam thing that happens in the 1980s. But that's kind of where my mind goes. Some of those like 70s rock bands and stuff like that. Um, but you look up what were the number one songs. Of 1978, it's none of that. It's a bunch of yacht rock. It's a bunch of disco. It's a bunch of Bee Gees, Andy Gibb, um, Chic, Le Freak. That was like that was on the charts uh, for quite a while. Uh, stuff like that. Apparently, um, the Grease soundtrack came out that year because it was killing it. Um, there's a bunch of songs from that album um, that are um, uh, in in 1978. That that kind of weirded me out because. Uh, I had older sisters who were, who were a bit older than me. We grew up, um, I watched that movie a bunch as a kid. Uh, I didn't realize it came out the year I was born. So I don't know when I thought it came out, but, um, yeah, anyway, um, that was pretty weird. But, um, the big story, the long, long story short is that a lot of the songs are very produced, um, in that, um, in those number ones from, from 1978 and have that slick production kind of feel the Bee Gees, you know, love them, hate them, whatever, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, but, but they sound pretty produced and I think that's why they're, they're, you know, so popular to so many people, all those kind of yacht rock types of songs, um, uh, same kind of thing, very, very slick production on them. And, uh, and, and that's what, what most disco, um, kind of sounded like. So I think people just kind of, um, misremember, 
what was um, what was happening uh, back then. So um, so it's sometimes good to uh, to go back and actually do a little research. Like what was actually uh, big that year. Now one of the things that people have talked about is, is will ChatGPT have an impact on um, profession on the professional landscape? Um, is it going to put songwriters out of business? Is it going to put um, you know now that kids can can just write essays at you know um, a, a couple of clicks? Um, is that going to like mess with che- teachers and and cheating and college and high school and all that kind of stuff? And I think the long and short of that is that it probably will. Um, it'll affect some areas, some uh, so, some areas that um, don't require a ton of creativity. I think teachers are going to have to think about um, uh, how we allow this technology in our classroom, and is is it can it be beneficial? Are there some beneficial things? I think teachers across the country. Um, are, are, are hardworking professionals who will think about this and will come up with some creative solutions to it. Um, but we're kind of in the infancy of that discussion uh, right now. And, um, and and there's that. But, you know, when it comes to um, uh, writing, I don't know, little jingles and stuff like that, um, uh, writing little um, uh, things for ad agencies and stuff that, that um, is kind of rote and not super creative, it might affect jobs like that, and which is a bummer because you always hate to see people out of work um, and, and whatnot. So I think that's worth um, uh, having a discussion about. But on the other hand, it's really not that great. I think people are overstating how amazing ChatGPT is. It just really isn't. Um, it, 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 it's really, it, when you first use it, it, it's almost shocking how good it is. You, you, you type something in there and it spits it back out to you and you read it and you go, oh my God, this is incredible. But the more you mess with it, the more you see the man behind the curtain, the more you can kind of see like, oh, that's what it's doing. And it really, really comes out when you um, uh, start to ask it kind of ridiculous questions. Now, um, Ezra Klein is a New York Times um, uh, journalist, and uh, he has a podcast, which I've been following for a while now, and I really, really like it, um, Ezra Klein Show um, podcast. And he's, he had two guys. He had the, the, the guy who created the, the CEO of ChatGPT on, and then he had another um, person who was um, kind of a skeptic of uh, of this named uh, Gary Marcus. And um, he breaks down how if you type in a, a ridiculous question like, what's the best churro to use for surgery? Um, something like that. It'll it'll tell you um, which one to use. And we all know that that's complete nonsense. So if you, if you start to ask it enough questions, it'll give you some feedback and you're like, eh, that's that's not great, you know. That's not what we're really looking for, and um, I, I think that's a, an important part of the the, the conversation. Um, the the podcast uh, that you can listen to with Gary Marcus is called um, Ezra Klein Show: Skeptical Take on the AI Revolution. Totally worth it. It's like an hour, fifteen minutes, something like that. But just a um, a, a really interesting discussion. And to me, what this kind of revealed is that. Um, this is this kind of gets to the, the the bigger issue when it comes to to venture capital. Um, the whole Silicon Valley model is based off of getting investors. So you come up with this this program, this this app, this whatever. Um, you show people how amazing it is, and then you get investors to give you a bunch of money for it and um, and give you all this capital to keep um, to keep developing it. And and what I've found is that what what tends to happen in that is that you end up with people who overstate and and underdeliver on the whole thing and um the the phrase that you hear a lot coming from silicon valley is um oh give us another year and it'll be this in in 5 years it'll be like this i think elon musk is really good at doing that kind of stuff um just kind of dangling this carrot out there and like just a couple more years just a couple more years and then it just never actually occurs you know and, and must have done some great things you know i'm mean, teslas there's a million teslas around where i live um because we build them here but um but you know uh, spacex pretty impressive as well but um but there's a lot of stuff too about like 
you know, do you really think we're going to be occupying Mars in our lifetime um, with humans and, and like changing the terrascape of Mars? It's not going to happen. The, uh, the, the, the tube thing that, that he was going to you go from San Francisco to L.A. in 45 minutes, um, it, that, that's not going to happen. Um, they pretty much shut down in, anything, any new production on that in the Nevada desert. And, you know, that, that, that's kind of their, their M.O. And, and what they're doing that for is to get more money so they can just do it. But it's really just a tempest in a teapot. And, um, and, and they really just need more money so that they can keep developing. There's been some huge, huge failures when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Theranos is a great example. Elizabeth Holmes just went to jail for, uh, I think, like a decade or so um, for that that whole scan. Um, the whole crypto world, all crypto, is a giant scam. NFTs, a giant scam. There's like nothing to it. It's it, and and that's very provable. And in the last year or two, we've we've come to know that it's a big old giant scam and they do the same type of stuff, right? Just dangling the stuff. Oh, it's going to be the next thing. Crypto is going to replace the dollar. And it's not like we have digital dollars. Like why do we even need crypto? Um, and, and, and the tech world is full of just stuff like that. And I think chat GPT, this, this massive buzz out there is, is, is really related to this, this scammy kind of language um, that's, that's trying to trick people and get people worried and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, um, I, I, I think that's, that's really important to, uh, to, to keep in mind. Uh, my main point when it comes to all this, though, when it comes to music and all that, is that um, I think creative people will create. And um, ChatGPT, any program that we have at this point, does not create. It aggregates information that humans have already created. And uh, the world of music that I'm interested in is chock full of creative people writing songs, they're fusing styles, um, they, they, they shred on instruments, they come up with new ideas for live shows, they've adopted to, uh, adapted to social media, and they're doing interesting things out there. Um, and and, and I, I think that creative people don't need to really worry about this um, this sort of a thing. Um, people still go to live shows. They go to festivals. They, go, they stream music. Uh, Americana, roots, and folk music is tremendously popular uh, right now. I'm surprised at how many young people like um, uh, uh, Americana and, and roots music. You know, uh, When I go to, to, to bluegrassy type of, type of festivals, there's people in their 20s. There's people in their 60s. Like it's, it's the whole whole gamut of people and uh, that's because there's there's people creating interesting stuff and that's always going to um, uh, draw a crowd um, these type of artists I don't think will be threatened by innovation they'll adapt to it they'll most likely use it to their advantage in some way a lot of these um, jam grass bluegrassy type bands are, are, are plugging in to effects pedals and amplifiers and um, and doing all kinds of interesting stuff with that you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing synthesizers and drum machines in in, in jam band type stuff. Um, you know, and and some people might recoil at that idea. You know, like cool music is cool music. You know, and I don't think we should um, uh, put people in a box. Um, I think we're also inundated with this this language that it's always the end of the world, and uh, we're getting those messages all the time. And I think it just gets really old, and it stresses people out, and it's unnecessary. Everything's going to be all right. We should just chill. We should just you know. Relax a little bit. Keep supporting artists who are creating new stuff and being interesting, and um, and put our our focus there and um, and and grow that community. So, 
those are my thoughts on ChatGPT. I'd love to hear what you guys think um, as well. If you uh, follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, you know, um, uh, send me a message. Um, you can email me um, a- a- as well. Uh, reach out to me and uh, let me hear your thoughts. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, I'd love to have a discussion about this uh, this new technology. So those are my thoughts on the whole thing. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I will um, uh, end it there. So thanks for listening, hey everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and tell a friend. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.